Welcome back to another episode of the Aim For You Ladies podcast, where we focus on self-acceptance, our mindset, and living our best life. I'm your host, Sophia Tuckett. So I really am a firm believer that uh, Christmas time is when people win Oscars. <laughs> like, and the Oscar goes to for the best actress. Uh, you know, because when you get gifts from people, like sometimes you're just like, you really truly find out who really knows you. Am I right? Like, you're like, great. Thanks, grandma. Socks again. If you're any kind of person that's decent, like you're not like, oh, that was a crappy Christmas. You know, like I didn't get I want what I wanted. Boo hiss. Like you're literally like, that was fabulous. And I had a wonderful time. And thank you so much. I'm truly blessed. But then you're like, oh, my God, how do I re-gift these gifts? Um, I think gift receipts are the gifts that keep on giving. Uh, I think you should always purchase your gift with a gift receipt and uh, tactfully put it in the box. That way people can go, thank you, it's lovely. And then they go back to the store and get something that they truly want. <laughs> um, Christmas time is totally different in uh, Southern California. Um, I don't understand why people spend 45 US dollars and above on a Christmas tree that is anorexic <laughs> and already dead. I mean, dead <laughs> to put in your apartment for literally all of what, four, maybe five weeks. I mean, Clearly, like people after October and Halloween, people are like, I need to go out and get my Christmas tree. No, you don't, you psycho. You don't. Okay, it's only November. Can we get through Thanksgiving? I, I know people that religiously put up their Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. Like, I'm like, are these people related to Ted Bundy at all? Like, what is happening? Uh, Christmas time. What a special time. That was Mistress K joining me on today's Christmas special. Mistress K is a dominatrix of comedy, and in today's show, it's going to be lighthearted and it will keep you laughing. Laughter is a source of therapy. Could you be happy without laughter? Have you ever sat back and thought about how much laughter enriches your life? Join me to dive into the show with Mr. K and to learn some new insights on Dominatrix. Let's get into it. If you haven't yet done so, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. With keeping my health and wellness at the forefront of everything I do, I'd love for all of you to check out my new sponsor, Get The Tea. They carry all natural, non-GMO, organic herbal cleansing teas and supplements made in the U.S. I'm sure all of you will agree with me, your health is an investment that is worthwhile. So why wait? They have amazing products called Life Change Tea. Why is it called Life Change Tea? It's because they have formulated a tea containing 12 herbs that combined are so effective for cleaning out your gut. 
I drink this tea every day and I feel amazing. It comes in three different flavors, natural, peppermint, and pomegranate. I use pomegranate. It's my favorite. Use the code SOPHIA5, that's S-O-P-H-I-A-5, to receive $5 off your order today. And the link is in the show notes. For those of you who want to support the podcast, hit the link in the show notes for the Patreon account. You will be able to do it there. Mr. K, thank you for being in this space with me. I am so excited for our conversation today. (laughs) And you're awesome. And you're extremely funny. So I want to know how you got into being a comedian. What brought you to that space? Oh, well, um, you know, I... uh... I was selling sex toys and still sell sex toys. And um, as a way to make people buy more products for me, as well as just be more comfortable with their sexuality, I would tell a lot of jokes, right? Like I was like, you know, this is uh, the boyfriend 3000. Sure, he doesn't cuddle you, but he does everything else, ladies. You know, like I literally would sell products like that. Um and people would laugh. And over time, uh, I know I noticed that the more I was making people laugh, the more they were buying and the more parties I was booking just because people wanted me to make them laugh rather than actually buy the products. Um, so people were always telling me, you know, put down the dildo and pick up a microphone. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've always I mean, I've always made people laugh. I've always kind of been um the class clown or the person in my friend group that is always like let me tell you a story like people just sit there and laugh so it was something that was like a long time coming and um eventually I really got sick of my job and um I was like you know what I'm just gonna try to be a comic and that was like five years ago and now I've God, I've done so much. I had a special come out this year on YouTube called Don't Fart for Free. I saw it. Hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just wrapped up on a TV pilot for Amazon for comedy competition that I'm putting on with uh, Carla Collins. And yeah, comedy is now just become my everyday life. I love it. Um, What do you think motivates you to continue with the jokes um so that's a really good question because if you have ever met a comic or uh, a comedian nobody gets in it for the money (laughs) right (laughs) because there's really no money to be made until you're on like a bigger platform like Comedy Central, Netflix, Showtime, whatever, HBO, all that stuff. Um, so it's really comedy is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's something that literally you have to hone your craft. And again, I know I'm biased when I say this, but it is one of the purest art forms and the most difficult because unlike acting or music you're being judged off of 
literally everything that you say. And the whole gig is that you're judged in a way where people go, huh, that's funny. You know, I'm on board with that. Or, huh, that's so messed up, but it's still funny because it's accurate. Um, so my motivation is that every time that I get on that stage, right? And I, I know that with just the way that the world is, the time that I'm on stage, I take people out of their day-to-day lives into a space, into my space, into my realm, into my world um, and my experiences, and I make them laugh. And for that, however long that I'm on stage, people's lives can get better through laughter because laughter is a source of uh, dopamine to the brain. And I really do think that I help people uh, just on the day-to-day stuff where they could be going through a tough time and I say something that maybe resonates with them and they laugh and, you know, they're kind of like, yeah, I, I feel the same way that you do, you know, and that's hilarious. So I do think that laughter is healing and it has healing powers. And yeah, I, it's just, it's one of those things being on stage is such a, it's such a high. It's the best drug. It's the best drug you could ever do is just doing the thing that you love and doing it so well that other people go, wow, you're really good at this thing that you love. With that, because I honestly think there's truth in those words, and I believe laughter is therapy. Who makes you laugh the most? Well, I mean, people that I hang around, uh, The one of the things about laughter is that it's infectious. So when you hang around other funny people, um, the conversations and the things that you get into are hilarious. Um, I'm also very fortunate that I have a lot of, uh, people in my life that are very funny too. And, um, you know, like one of my besties is friggin' hilarious. So like, he's a source for me, for he entertains me when I get off stage. So it's, I'm very fortunate just around a bunch of funny people and it, it rubs off on other people. So, um, yeah. Oh, I like it. How do you find that you're able to implement self-acceptance when you're on stage? Because you're being extremely vulnerable as a comedian, a woman, right? Yeah. Um, getting on stage and just not knowing, especially at the beginning. Yeah. It's empowering. Okay. Especially um, right now in the U.S., Uh, Women's rights have been taken away. Um, Women are kind of being forced to be second-class citizens again and pushed back into, you know, traditional roles. And it's very empowering to get up on stage and go, hey, listen, this is shit, okay? And I don't like it. And uh, to voice what a lot of other women feel and what they think and do it in a skillful way that even men will agree and laugh with you. Um, And I think there has a lot to do with just age. You know, I I'm, I'm a a geriatric millennial. So I have, I'm a little bit older in the sense where I know who I am and I don't care. I don't care what people think of me. I, 
because at the end of the day, I love me and uh, I'm pretty awesome. And I know that. And it shows because I'm super confident in myself and you have to be uh, to do comedy. You know, um, you have to be even when you're a comic that does self-deprecating humor, you have to be confident enough to play a character, to play this role on stage where you're like, listen, I'm here for you to judge me. Like this is the whole yeah. gig and let it and let it roll off your shoulders and let, let the chips fall where they may. Um, but I've just I've always been a confident person. Uh, I grew up, you know, with a very um, loving and attentive father so again being a woman that has a positive male influence in their life telling them like hey you don't need a guy for everything you can actually do it yourself and and growing up independent uh yeah. the way that i did i think that helps a lot too where i'm comfortable in a space that is dominated by men because mm -hmm. i look at it like a challenge and i don't look like i'm less than i just look like hey, I'm not the funniest chick. I'm the funniest person, you know, like right. take my gender out of it. And it always ceases to amaze me because men nine times out of 10 will always be like, hey, you're pretty funny for a girl, you know? And it's oh, like, I hate that. Right. Have you ever heard people? Oh, you throw like a girl. Like, I don't even know what that means still today in our society, but it's just like, it's like kind of like a backhanded compliment because it's like, I'm not the funniest girl, um, first and foremost. And I'm just funny. Yeah, just say I'm just, funny. Just say I'm funny. Give me the credit. I completely can agree with that. I'm a little bit of a tomboy. And I've heard like over the years, mainly when I was younger, like good job throwing the football. But and it's just like, mm, take that with a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel you on so many levels there. Can you fill in the blank for me? Sure. Self-acceptance is essential. <laughs> it's essential to our daily survival. I mean, um, we live through a global pepperoni. Okay. And if you didn't commit suicide, guess what? You've accepted it. You've accepted right. yourself in a sense where you probably learned a lot of things about yourself living in a confined space for a long time like I was like now I know how fish feel or hamsters you know it's like yeah yeah not being able to leave but um self-acceptance is everything in this world because if again in the words of RuPaul if you don't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna let anybody else yeah it's so true earlier you were speaking on selling sex toys and you still do now what do you find more exciting, being on stage or being able to support women to be comfortable with their sexuality? Being on stage. <laughs> Absolutely. Eh? Screw, screw everybody else and their trauma. Okay. It's all about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just the perk. You know, it's just the perk of the job. Uh, but it's really all about me. Like I do comedy selfishly for me, not for other people. It's not, um, I'm not running a campaign. I'm not running for office. You know, I'm not like vote for me. I'm literally just like, Hey, I'm an old hoe and I've done this shit. And, uh, 
can anyone relate you know right like, yeah and people I get do, it. and I'm like I'm not that different okay I just I get the money up front that's all you know yeah yeah I feel you the future is female is something yes. I seen on your uh your uh screen there when you first came in what does that mean to you so um during the pandemic uh like a lot of us comedy I mean especially the entertainment business it was non-existent uh and in LA where everybody's in some kind of form of entertainment there were massive people that were so creative that were just not being able to do their art not having that release so I ended up stumbling on this place in Orange County where you know COVID was a hoax (laughs) yeah and it didn't exist and uh you know it again the land of trumpers lovingly <laughs> uh but again these people they did not care that we were in a global pandemic and there was a speakeasy and i would go and i would tell my jokes and i was doing like 25 minutes of material and i was just trying stuff like things that i haven't done uh i haven't done that much time because most mics it's like five minutes or whatever Anyways, um, as a woman, uh, we're marginalized in the comedy community. And if you're a minority woman, I mean, you're, it's almost non-existent. Like if you're mm-hmm. any type of person of color, like you're marginalized, tokenized to the hilt. And I had met so many funny women. I had met so many um, funny queer people that just weren't getting the stage time that they deserved. And it was a thing. It was like, oh, okay, there can only be one woman on the lineup. I was like, who fucking made up this role? And I was sick of being on really bad shows. I I was sick of being like, you know, the person that people would come up and be like, you were my favorite because you were the only funny one. Like, I was just sick of hearing that, that I was like, you know what? I was like, what if I do a show? Like, what if I produce a show and then I was given a really awesome bankroll uh by a college that my sister works for and they were like could you put together a show we're gonna pay you this and you can pick whoever you want on the lineup so of course it was like my all-star roster I was like yes this this baddie this baddie this baddie and it was all female lineup because it was for a woman's resource center and uh so that was the first show. Actually, I literally just came up on my two-year anniversary with The Future's Female. And what I've done is I had a first show November 5th, uh, 2020. And it was recorded so it could be live streamed for obvious reasons for COVID purposes. And then I said, why don't I keep doing this? Everybody was like, this is the best show I've ever been on. I've been paid. I had a great time. There was there was no bums on the lineup. Everybody was funny. And yeah. the crowd was great. And everybody was like, this is the best show I've ever seen. And I was like, why don't I just do more? And Futures Female originally was supposed to uplift female voices. But I'm a feminist. So I said, I don't want all female lineups. 
Like this is ridiculous. Okay. Cause then now I'm separating us out. I'm saying right. that, Oh, you have to come because they're not allowing us to perform. So it really became, and still is to this day, a feminist comedy show where I empower women, people of color, LGBTQIA folks, and we're sprinkling a couple of hetero dicks from time to time. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to keep balance. Yes, of course. And I've produced over, I think, like over 300 shows now. Um, and I, again, I run anywhere from four to nine shows a month with The Futures Female. Um, FIF Comedy Show on the gram, if you guys want to follow us. And I love it. I, I've written hand cards to every performer and I've paid every performer and in a town where LA just takes from you, takes from you, chews you up and spits you out. It's very rare. That's very rare. And I've really built my own niche and my own community with people that I value. And I've empowered a lot of comics too. Like I've met people that are like, I think I want to do comedy. And I'm like, Hey, you want to come do a couple minutes? And now they're they're actual full-fledged comedians doing regular time and and they got their start because i was like hey kid you want to try you know just go up there i no love pressure. it yeah exactly no pressure i love that you're supporting that that's wicked yeah you know really <laughs> we're not all mother Teresa's out there but i i do what i do for the people yeah no i get it absolutely um now riddle me this what is one piece of advice you could give us to support our growth? Here's the thing with growth. Anytime that you want to succeed at anything, right? You, you listen to anybody who's made it, right? Um, it's a process, right? It's a process. Rome wasn't built in a day, right? Growth is something that is ongoing and it's ever changing. So I think that with anybody if it's something that you really want and your heart's in it you'll find a way to do that every day in some kind of way and growth is a journey you know people can change at any moment that's the great thing about life like you don't like it you know hang around a little bit things will change i mean look at again global pepperoni I know a lot of people that killed themselves during the pandemic. And I'm like, bro, it's going to get better. Like, cause it, you know, like, cause you got to believe in that, you know, you have to grow from things. And I think overall as a society, we learned a lot about each other and how, how connected all of us are. And when you don't have that connection, um, it really separates and divides us, but it also gives you time to reflect on the things that are important. You know, where people are like, oh, I've got to go here, got to go there, got to go here. There, there. And then when you couldn't go anywhere, you're like, what's really important? It's connecting with family. It's connecting with our inner selves. It's going like, I'm going to take up a new craft skill. I'm going to, you know, read a book, something that I haven't done. You know, I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to meditate. Right. Or you really start to look at the layers of your life and you peel stuff back and you go, "Ooh, I don't really like that. How can I change it? Right. Sometimes you got to burn everything down so you can start from the ashes again. And it's okay. Like nobody's got 
nobody's got the plan here. Like nobody's got, the, you know, the cheat codes to life. So everybody's journey is truly their own. And if you don't like the journey that you're on, change it. Yeah. Because don't waste any time being unhappy because time is the one thing you can't buy and you can't get back. You know, it. you can't, you just can't get it back. And it's so precious. So just try. That's growth is just about trying, making mistakes and going, okay, calculating the risk and, 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 you know, the reward factor and then learning the math and doing exactly what it is that you set out to do, whatever that may be. Oh, beautifully said. Thank you. What adjective that starts with the first letter of your first name, so I guess it would be K for you, would best describe you? I always say that I'm crazy with a K. I don't know. That's a good one. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with my original statement. I'm going to say crazy with a K um, because I'm unique. I'm unique in that sense where uh, I'm the type of person, like I said, I don't care what people think. Uh, I'm just like, does it make me happy? Sure. I'm going to keep doing it. And, uh, last night was like the true test of that. Cause everybody was like, you really should change your perspective. And I was like, no, I was like, these are my feelings. I can have them. And I, Absolutely. and my feelings are validated. And that shocked everybody because everybody's like, Oh, turn that frown upside down. And it's like, no, it's not a frown. It's a, just, this did not go the way that I would love liked it. And I'm validated in that sense. <laughs> yeah, you're um, right. And crazy because I've done some really messed up things for money. Like, and at no point was I like, yeah, I think I won't do that. Like, I'm just like, well, could you go up another hundred? <laughs> Jeez. So crazy with a K. Mm-hmm. What you're going to stick with? Yeah. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um what are your thoughts on dominatrix? Do you want to get into that? <laughs> oh God. Um, so, Hey, listen, being selling sex toys. Uh, so it all came down to this party in New Hampshire. <laughs> I was at a swingers party selling toys and they were having a big like orgy basically, essentially. And, uh, this guy came up to me and he just was a creeper, you know, like total skeeve and was like, you know, trying to touch me. And it was like, what do you do with this one? You know, like creepy, just creepy. So again, being the smart, quick-witted woman that I am, I gave him a diss. I put him down. Right. And uh, there just happened to be a dominatrix in the room that was passing by and heard this whole thing. And she came up to me. Um, shout out to uh, <laughs> Lady Violet. And uh, she came over to me and she goes, don't ever do that again. And I, I said, what? And I was like, oh, shit, I'm getting yelled at for putting this guy down. Right. I'm like, oh, man, I know I'm a guest at this party. Right. I shouldn't have said that. She says, no, no, no. She said, don't ever do that again without getting a fee first. She's like, you can charge men a lot of money to demoralize them and put them in their place. Mm. And that was the first lesson. And she said, so you're the lady that's selling us uh, cookies and candies. And then I was like, yeah, (laughs) I am. And uh, she says, well, could we strike up a trade? And she goes, I'll teach you everything that I know and uh, show you how to make some real money. 
She goes, and you just keep me flesh and toys. And I said, done, right. done. So it, it was like Alice going down the rabbit hole, meeting the, <laughs> meeting the red queen and going, Hey, kind of like her. She's nice. Right. And, uh, again, I was in, I wasn't in a great place, uh, in my relationship. And I realized that again, like vanilla people, uh, regular people, they, when they think dominatrix, they think prostitute. And I'm like, okay, no, like I'm, I'm literally smacking somebody in the face or I'm like, literally like, you know, playing a role or a fantasy. I mean, I have adult baby clients where I, I play their mother and, uh, I rock them. I give them a bottle. I read them a bedtime story. I'm actually becoming a pretty good parent these days <laughs> <laughs> through my work as a dominatrix. <laughs> and, you know, and then, and there's the, the occasional person that's like, you know, slap me in the space, uh, slap me in the face and spit on my back, you know? And like, th th that yeah. is the range, you know? Like, okay. it's, it's a lot of, I've, like I said, done a lot of weird things. You saw my special. I, I mean, I yeah. fart in guys' faces and they love it. They pay me handsomely for it. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> and what I've learned, <laughs> what I learned is that I really am truly healing the world through my work uh, <laughs> and giving back to the community uh, because the BDSM community, the kink community, it's all about fun, fantasy, uh, consent and release like it really is, uh, it's really therapeutic for people. Uh, sometimes the scenes that I do and the services that I provide. So again, I, I always say, I was like, don't yuck someone else's yum. You know, if it ain't hurting nobody, who cares? You know, Absolutely. I, I'm a person that I, I see the world in various shades of gray. So I'm yeah. just like, huh, okay. And people have told me like that, innermost secrets of things that they're into like things that they would never share even with their bestest of friends and i'm just like cool that'll be 50 bucks like <laughs> right and that's you know? okay i love it so with that i guess the one thing people get wrong is like dominatrix and prostitute they're so separate you're literally just playing that fantasy role yeah i'm a i'm a hired actress that's <laughs> in pleather in leather that's really yes. i mean um yeah the outfit's a lot different <laughs> yeah of course um and no and no shade no shade to uh yeah. prostitutes or sex workers um For sure or cam girls like no shade to any of those ladies it's just that i make more money with my clothes on and uh and again and it's a different factor. It's not about sex. It's about fantasy and um, fantasy sometimes in the sexual way, but also many times in a non-sexual way. And, you know, it's just as children, we're taught that you learn through play. And as we get older, we learn, we lose that sense of yeah. ourselves. We lose play. And, um, that's essentially what I do is I reinstill play and I go, okay, you know, like let, let's get out the Play-Doh and put it on your body in weird places. Let's do it like, or whatever it is, you right. know, and it's creating a safe space where people aren't judged for the things um, that they enjoy. Yeah. Do you have a gratitude practice? I do. Um, producing the Futures Female Comedy Show 
there's a moment in every show and not every show is great. Like, let's be real. Right. Like I can be a real talk here. There are some shows that are phenomenal and you're like, Oh my God, that was the best experience of my life. They're like, how can I top that? And then there are other shows where we're like, Oh God, I just got to get through this one. You know? <laughs> yeah. And as a producer and as a comic and as somebody that is very critical, cause I'm a very critical person. Um, I have, I have those thoughts. I have those feelings, but in every show I make it a point to acknowledge and to take in that this show, this experience that not only am I having, but all of the fans and all of the people in the audience are having is because of me and because of all my hard work. And I give myself pat on the back for that because I'm like, without me and my hard work, this moment would not have happened for all these people. So I, I acknowledge that. And I'm grateful for that because again, I'm grateful because it's my time. It's my energy. And it's what I love to do to, to, to laugh, to see other people laugh and to see people do the same exact thing that I love to do, which is comedy. So I give myself the gratitude. I give myself the praise because at the end of the day, nobody's going to be like, wow, Mistress K, you are, are phenomenal. This show was one- not, people don't do that, you know? So it's yeah, like, it's true. I'm like, this was great. This was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. You got to pat your own back sometimes. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Be your own cheerleader. Um, throughout 2022, so let's be real we're coming to the end of the year what would you say your biggest learning has been throughout the year um so again one of my biggest mantras that i that i have this year um is analyzing things that upset me and go is this upsetting me because it's business or is this upsetting me because personally I have thoughts and feelings and I I feel a certain way about things and trying to separate those because in a field where comedy is an emotion um you know emotions can get high and a lot of times there are a lot of things that are said and are done and you want to be professional and you want to be in a professional setting so finding that distinction where it's like professionally I'm going to smile and tell you, thank you. This was a wonderful opportunity, right? But personally, I'm going to be like, God, I'm never working with that guy. He's so untalented. Oh, I hate him, right? So it's like separating that out and then also not comparing myself to other people's journeys because especially with social media, right? It's all fake. We already know that it's all fake. But sometimes you'll see things on social media and you'll be like, man, why didn't I get that? Or why didn't I have that opportunity or that experience? And for me, for comedy, it's like sometimes I see people that are not very talented on bigger platforms, on better lineups, um, getting better opportunities than myself. And I'm just like, well, why didn't I get that? You know, like I should have that. And I have learned to self-talk and be like, you don't know why they got this opportunity. They're not more talented than you, you know, and like, just wish them luck. Just wish them well and keep focusing on you. 
because it's social media and it's probably bullshit anyways. <laughs> mm, facts. Um, I love that though, to wish luck or to wish, you know, others well, although you sometimes feel that irk of why not me? It happens. Yeah. 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 What makes you feel beautiful? Lots of compliments. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what it is, is like, I know, I know I'm a bad chick. I know it. Like, again, and this is confidence. I uh, grew up, my father was like, you're gorgeous. You could do anything, you know, you, you could do anything you put your mind to, you know, you're a beautiful young woman. Uh, I'm, I mean, it really stems from early childhood of my dad just being like, you're gorgeous, you're smart, you're intelligent, you know um grooming it's all grooming it's really it's grooming isn't it big time and yeah. also uh what makes me feel beautiful is I love to dress uh, one of the things that um I will complain until I'm blue in the face is that I see people get on stage and I'm like what the fuck are you wearing <laughs> like people paid money to see you just stand there and you couldn't put on a shirt that didn't have holes in it, you know, or stains. Like you couldn't right. trouble yourself to, you know, like <laughs> put on something decent, you know, give them a little razzle dazzle. Like, yeah. come on now. And, yeah. and I, I tell this people all the time, like I might not be the funniest, but I am. I am the best dressed wherever <laughs> I go. Right. And sometimes that's built into the act like the crazier the outfit you know sometimes things come out during that with that outfit and I am somebody that just loves to put unconventional pieces together I mean literally I'm wearing a men's hat right now a tie-dye <laughs> shirt and this this corduroy lime green <laughs> jacket that is just again crazy and I'm just sitting here in front of this talking to you but yeah. I, again I still dress for the occasion. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I probably was a drag queen in a, in a former life, uh, but I love big eyelashes. I mean, the longer the eyelashes, the crazier the hoe. So, like, I, again, I'm psychotic. Uh, and I love to wear wigs. Wigs are my jam. Wigs are my fetish. They're my kink. Um, because I feel like, Again, it's just part of the outfit. It's part of the fantasy. It's part of the illusion and my character that I play on stage at all times. And I also learned that it's a way for me to connect with people without having to go around and go, hi, I'm Mistress K. People go, hey, who's that crazy redhead over there? Like, I really like her look. Or, hey, people come over and compliment me on stuff. And then it's a conversation starter. And then I can be like, oh, yeah, thank you. I'm a comic. I'm performing tonight. You know, are you yeah. sticking around? Do you follow me on, on the social? All that stuff. So um, it's just a way to brand me. And uh, it's something that I love. And I'm a little bit of a clothes hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. And that's what makes me feel pretty. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Mistress K, for joining me and just sharing your time. Because let's Thanks. be honest, the time we have on this planet is limited. And I'm grateful for you and your space here. Thank you. Well, thank you. And I'm also grateful to be on this. And hopefully somebody learned something today, if not at least had a laugh or a chuckle. And um, yeah, that's all you can really hope for. It's so true. Thank you.
Thank you for sticking around to the end. I have left all of Mistress K's contact info below so you can find her on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, and follow her. Ladies, share this episode with one person that may find it useful or someone that just may need a good laugh. If you haven't yet done so, rate and turn on the notifications for the show so you never miss an episode. Follow me on Instagram and on LinkedIn at aim the number four letter U consulting using the hashtag aim for you ladies. That's hashtag aim the number four letter U ladies showcasing you living your best life, showing yourself self love or just relaxing wherever it is that you reside. I'd love to get involved and connect with you and continue to build the community around aim for you ladies. I hope you enjoyed today's show. It's a Christmas edition. I wanted to change it up. I think I spoke a little bit about it last week. Until next week, ladies, continue to aim for you and be well.